Matthew, Mark, and Luke all tell the story of the feeding of the 5,000, as does the Gospel of John. But in the Gospel of John, unlike Matthew, Mark, and Luke, John goes on for 60 more verses. After the miracle's over, typical John, there is a lot more to follow. In John, Jesus oftentimes speaks cryptically. The crowds are often confused by what he has to say, and they are always seeking him. For the next four weeks, I will be addressing questions that the crowd asks to Jesus in these 60 verses. Um, in today's text, the crowd um, has pursued Jesus across the lake after the feeding of the 5,000. Um, that was yesterday. Now they have pursued him across the lake to try to figure out who Jesus is. John chapter 6, beginning at verse 24. Would you please stand for the reading of the gospel? So when the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they themselves got into the boats and went to Capernaum, looking for Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Very truly, I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For it is on him that God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to him, What, was, what must we do to perform the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him who he has sent. So they said to him, What sign are you going to give us then, so that we may see it and believe you? What work are you performing? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. <clears throat> the two of us sat at a table this week in his house. He is a member of our church. We sat there. I had gone to visit him. We talked about God and the presence of God. We talked about uh, the life of this church, 
we uh, talked about whatever we wanted to talk about. This faithful member of our church, uh, just to visit him, reminded me of the reward that pastors get by visiting house to house. He recalled stronger days in his own life. He recalled stronger days in the life of this church. He grieved over those who minimized the church and talked about that with tears glistening on his cheeks. Difficult circumstances had beset this person over the course of his life. He had prayed earnestly to God. He had received divine help from his prayers, even though some of his friends scoffed at him and said, it's just coincidence. We laughed, we talked, we joined hands and prayed. We embraced each other, and I left his home. I called later and asked for permission just to share this conversation with you, which he freely gave, because when I walked out of the front door of his house, I walked a little bit taller, I walked a little bit more hopeful, I was a little bit more confident in the ever-present love of God. In that moment in time and history, July 2021, God was real to me then, there, currently, because of a visit with another dear person. Even pastors need frequent proof that God is present. Do you think it's just lay people who need that? All of us need this frequent proof. I think the apps that are on my phone, they update automatically. I don't even know they're updating. They just do it. And if my apps can update, I think it's probably true that you and I need updates uh, of the life of God in our lives on a regular, consistent basis. Who here doesn't need to be reminded that, that God is present? We, I think, have been created to seek God and to look for Him and to, and, and to believe that God is present daily. The crowd in John chapter 6 they were seeking tangible evidence of God's presence in Jesus. They woke up the next morning after the feeding of the 5,000. He wasn't around anywhere. They had some more questions they wanted to ask him. They got in their boats. They went to the other side. They found him again in Capernaum. This crowd wants to believe. They are not like the Pharisees who asked Jesus trick questions. They want a sign, and they are asking it in a, a very sincere way. Verse 30, they say to Jesus, they ask, what sign are you going to give that we may see it and believe you? What work are you performing? 
I have struggled mightily with this text this week. There is a side of this preacher that wants to just tear into these people. That's the, uh, the scolding, finger-pointing side of the preacher. Have you, you've never seen that in any preacher before. After all, the scolding side says, they just got fed miraculously yesterday. They need another sign today? Wasn't yesterday recent enough for them? And after all, one has to admit that one of the themes of the Gospel of John is that we should believe without seeing. Isn't that the whole point of the story of Doubting Thomas? That uh, as the gospel begins to culminate, uh, John says, uh, Jesus says, Blessed are those who believe without seeing. But I'll tell you, I just can't bring myself to beat up on these people in John 6 today. If you want a beaten-up kind of sermon, you're just going to have to go somewhere else. They followed Jesus across the lake. They may or may not have understood where their food came from. Uh, the, uh, he fed 5,000, and as Marcus told us last week, that was only men. There may have been 10,000 in that crowd. That's twice the size of my hometown. And I know about my hometown, there'd be some people that didn't get it. So, uh, you know, I think they came to the other side, and, and they really genuinely wanted to know, who are you? Are you who you say you are? Show us. I wonder sometimes if we haven't laid a little bit too much emphasis on believing without seeing. If we're not careful... The more we say that, it, it can lead sort of to a pessimistic, de defeatist, uh, depressing kind of a faith where we just say, well, I, I, can't see, I can't see God anywhere, but I know I'm supposed to believe. I return to today's point. We all need tangible proof. We all need reminders. We all need, I believe, some way of, of having it confirmed over and over again. Yeah, God is real. Yes, Jesus is who he says he is. I think it's okay to ask, uh, God, where have you been lately? One of the hymns that I love has this curious verse that calls us uh, frail children of dust and feeble as frail. God knows we are children of dust. God knows we're feeble and frail. Uh, Psalm 78 said uh, that Tommy read this morning, God remembers that we're just children of dust. And sometimes children of dust need a little bit of current help in believing again. Sometimes I drive the back roads in Georgia, those roads, those highways that William Least Heat Moon called Blue Highways. 
And if you've driven the back roads of Georgia, you have been in places like I have where you drive, let's say, to uh, Atapulgas or Lumber City or someplace like that. And, and there, before you get into town at the city limits, there's this old rusty sign, uh, rusty and wrinkled, and, and maybe it's got BB or shotgun holes in it, and it says, Home of the 1957 Baseball Champions. And you kind of wonder, has anything happened in that town since 1957? Good for them back in 1957, but that's 60 years ago. Anybody thought of putting up any signs since then that, that speaks of, of vitality now? I think we all look for, uh, for signs, for fresh signs. Sure, I learned in Bible school that the Israelites were fed manna in the wilderness, good for them. I read in Bible school and Sunday school that Jesus fed 5,000, good for them. How about now? I do not know of a place in the Bible where Jesus ever, ever, ever said, this is the last sign I'm giving you. Now, we say that to our children, don't we, sometimes? I'm not telling you again. This is the last time I'm telling you. I don't know of a time that Jesus ever said that. So I say to you, go ahead and ask. Go ahead and seek. Go ahead and knock. Some of the most beautiful words in the Gospel of John is not John 3.16. Yeah, those are beautiful. It's not John 14.6. Uh, there, there's seven little words that are overlooked. John 21, right near the end after everything has happened. John chapter 21, verse 1 says this. After these things, Jesus showed himself again. Man, that's, uh, doesn't that get you a little bit? He showed himself again. He just keeps on doing that. And I want to suggest to you that he is showing himself again this morning. I suppose I can understand why attendance drops off on Communion Sunday. Well, maybe they heard it was going to be a little hot in the sanctuary this morning. But, you know, sometimes the preacher goes a little bit too long, and everybody knows Leviticus says that church service can only be one hour. And maybe there are other reasons that people don't come. But the reception of the sacrament gives us a monthly opportunity for Jesus to show himself again. This is not for Methodists simply a remembrance of what happened. And this is not simply just bread and grape juice. I talked to Chris Abbott this week. In case you're curious, the bread comes from Kroger. The gluten-free section 
It is char artisan baker bread with ancient grains at $3 a loaf. <laughs> but when the pastor, when the elder puts hands over that bread and over that cup and prays, oh God, make this bread and wine the body and blood of Christ. Jesus shows himself again. We will be singing for our last hymn today, later on in this service, um, uh, a hymn written by Horatio Bonar. I love what he says in stanza one. Here, O Lord, I see thee face to face. Here would I touch and handle things unseen. Here grasp with firmer hand eternal grace and all my weariness upon thee lean. Bonar three times uses the word here, H-E-R-E. Here, 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 Lord. Here I see you face to face. Here I'm touching and handling things unseen. What works are you doing, Jesus? What sign will you be giving us? Prove it, Lord. Prove it again. Prove you are real. Prove you are present. Let us ask the question. Let us have faith that an answer will be forthcoming. Amen.